Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. I am your host, Jasmine Haley, and today's guest is Legal Amadi Esquire. We have another lawyer here on the show, and I think her message is really, really important. Before we get into that, she's from the Bay Area. She's a California business attorney, and she helps business owners and consultants establish a strong foundation in a business through the means of contracts. Now we know that as speakers, we often are going to be either reading them, sending them, receiving them, right? It is the establishment of all of what we do when we're going to the stage virtually or in person. So I want to warmly invite, well, she's already here, so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Legal thank to the stage, to the YouTube stage. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Jasmine, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Let's get into it. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, I want to know, for me, I always focus on the heart, right? Mm -hmm. I love hearing people's stories and their journey. So what got you into doing the work that you do, specifically in law, but most importantly, helping business owners get their business foundation together and their contracts together? Ooh, it's been a journey. I will say that, number one. Um, I've always wanted to be an attorney. I just, I appreciated arguments and just how you can use the same facts to get to different conclusions and, you know, all the court stuff. And yeah. so that was really intriguing to me when I was younger. But as I got older, I was like, this is some really powerful stuff. So I wanted to be able to have that legal knowledge, that power to use it for, you know, my community, my friends, people who didn't have access to attorneys or legal services uh, where it wasn't crippling them. Right. So I feel like if I could be that person in my community, I'd be helping people on a massive level. So went to law school, did great, you know, bomb black woman, woo woo came out. <laughs> went to two law firms and the second law firm, I was just like, I like it here, but this ain't it. Like I am not working with the people that I wanted to work with. We were in the middle of a pandemic. So just add all of that, just stress and, you know, staying in, I'm a social person. I wasn't able to network. I wasn't able to go to events and speak and, you know, talk to different business owners and just help with my expertise. And so I was like, this isn't the quality of life that I wanted. I'm too young for this. I'm not going to sit here and just suffer because I don't have to. So I did what I said I would never do, which is start my own law firm. And that was last year, 2021, in my first trimester of pregnancy. <laughs> so <laughs> I was building my law firm. And as I was building, I realized I really like working with service-based professionals, coaches, and consultants. Um, in the online space, it was really starting to boom. So I wanted to help those coaches and consultants establish a solid legal foundation, uh, mainly with contracts, because that is the bread and butter, the foundation of our client relationships and any relationship we enter into, and also just every step of us scaling and growing our businesses. So that's where I am right now. We're about a year in. Baby boy is six months. I'm a beast, you know, and I'm holding it down. <laughs> but I'm loving uh, what I do. And I'm loving the fact that I'm now able to 
use the legal knowledge I have to help the people that I want. Yes, I love that. And you have you have such a beautiful family, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. I I think that's so I think that's beautiful and I think it's inspiring to hear. I I know that for myself and many of the clients I work with, we often want to have a deeper impact, you know, mm-hmm. and it just gives us a better meaning for our life. We're able to be more aligned with our God-given purpose. And it is not always an easy thing to choose that route. Right. It takes a measure of courage. So I know that every person that becomes a a legacy speaker, you have to gain that courage in order to go out there and make that the impact that you want to make. So we want to start covering some topics that are related to speakers and their business foundation when it comes to contracts. Before we get started on talking about that, let us know what we need to be aware of as far as our disclaimer for today. Oh, yeah. First of all, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, <laughs> disclaimer, right? Uh, so I'm Liku. I'm an attorney. So I have a duty to let you know that the information I'm about to provide is for information and educational purposes only. This is not legal advice. I am not your attorney. If you would like for me to be your attorney, you need to sign an engagement letter and make the required payment, and then I can give you legal advice. And I actually think that's a great segue to talk about some of the things that we need, not only in our contracts, but as speakers, when we're out on podcasts, on panels, you know, on a stage solo, when we're providing information with our expertise, I think that everyone needs to be using disclaimers even when you're like on an Instagram or Facebook live, because those disclaimers, number one, help you limit your liability. It communicates to people exactly what you're doing and what you're not doing, right? So just like I said, I'm an attorney, I'm talking, and I'm only giving information for educational purposes, right? None of this is legal advice. And then I told people, if they do want legal advice, this is what you have to do. So it's very clear that, you know, what I'm giving you should not be applied or interpreted as legal advice. So we want to do the same thing when we're speaking to people, especially if we're licensed professionals, right? You know, speaking from that space and having that knowledge and education. So for example, if you're a life coach, right, and you have a background of being a therapist, you would want to let people know hey, this isn't licensed information, no diagnosis, no treatment. Like I'm just giving you general information. You need to sign up with a therapist if you're looking for that type of help, right? So, and also acting with what you're saying is important. So you can't say your disclaimer and then get on stage and answer an audience question like, that sounds like depression, sis. That sounds like depression. I'm gonna need you to do X, Y, and Z to get over it, right? So just wanted to start there. That's really important is just to provide a disclaimer to protect yourself and to protect the people who are so engulfed in what you're saying um, as part of your legal foundation. I love that. I love that you shared that. I think it's so relevant and so overlooked. You know, Mm -hmm. we go out there, we want to make an impact, we want to reach hearts, but we are a business. One of the first things that I got was a liability insurance for myself and making sure that I was protected. Anytime Mm -hmm. we're out there speaking or sharing, anyone can make any sort of claim and say, well, because you shared this advice, it's led me to 
you know, no longer have bodily function of whatever degree, yeah. right? Like, it could just like, it could just pop up or whatever. So even though I started out in the continuing education, healthcare field, mm -hmm. I still carry that. I still am very cognizant of what it is that I'm saying. Even when you're advising people on your business, there is a reason why there's disclaimers on your website. It's the same mm -hmm. thing that we need to be stating that, hopefully on your website. It's the same thing that we need to be actually stating when we're vocally going out there and sharing our message. So I think that was very powerful um, to share because we need to hear that um, at mm -hmm. the same time. We don't want anyone coming and and causing any issues where we can lose any of our personal assets or stop the powerful work that we may be doing. And of course, we know that we're going to uphold integrity at all points in time, yes. but it's still important for you to treat your work, even your heart-centered work, as a business. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. So I, I want to go into... Um, contracts a little bit and why it's important to seek legal advice for this, because I have been through over the years, many contract negotiations, right? Mm -hmm. And I've received, even for me, because I hire people, contracts from people that I've hired. And I'm like, what in the world? You know, certain <laughs> aren't in there. I'm like, how am I protected? When do I know you're going to deliver mm -hmm. the timeline, all of these things? Uh, and, and this, I know what it's like to bootstrap. I just want to add that as a fact. I know what it's like to bootstrap. I know yes. it's tight, 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 tight. But nothing is worse than having to deal with a legal issue where now you're spending thousands of dollars versus mm -hmm. actually taking the time to consult with an attorney. So what would you say are one or two myths that kind of stand out when it comes to contracts and relations to speakers and what do we need to debunk today? Whew, I think you said a lot. You know, you started to teach it. But uh, that just goes to show, you know, your experience. So myths. The first myth that I would say is, you know, you're just signing a contract to get the money. Like, I don't know if I would call that, the, uh, call that a myth per se, but more so just like a uh, a misconception, like contracts are just looked at as a box to check, just like we do online or when we download something, I read the terms and conditions, right? And with this signature software that just lets you initial here, initial there, sign here, like it just runs you <laughs> through all the text of the contract, like that is all important to read. It's not there just to be there. And so I think that we need to get away from Thing that contracts are just the, a box that we need to check. Um, those terms are in place for a reason. And usually as a speaker or professional who's working with another entity, another company, they're probably providing you with their contract. That's because they want their interest to be protected, right? They want to have control over the situation. So you really need to get down and read those terms. Same thing like if you have your own contract, it's tailored to your terms, protecting your interests and, you know, giving you leverage. So when you get into negotiations, right, people, everyone, each party wants to make sure that they're protected. So I would definitely say, like, let's stop treating contracts like we can just check a box. That means investing in your contracts, right? Talking to a lawyer if you have to. If you don't understand your contract and 
you're not a lawyer. If there's legalese in there, like it's not expected of you as the CEO of your company to also be the legal department, right? Make that investment, be proactive, go talk to an attorney, have them look over this. Someone just reached out to me today and said, you know, my company rolled this policy our intellectual property as employees. Can you help me look at it? Because I need to understand what I can keep, what they keep, and the rest of the parameter, right? That way you're going into a situation being well-informed if you need to negotiate, but also protecting yourself. Um, another thing I would say is, you know, in the, the space of being online, everything is just is so instant, right? We get marketed all this information that things are just so easy and they don't require work and you can do this overnight or make six figures in a day. And, you know, all of this has come with background work that people have not talked about, right? Like grind and investment. So when it comes to contract, when it comes to contracts, I've seen that with contract templates, Right. So my position with contract templates is that they're great because I feel that when people use contract templates, they know that they need to be protected. Right. They're not necessarily trying to bootstrap or download something free off of Google. Right. They're looking to see if they can get to a more reputable source, an attorney who's drafted the contract. But at a certain point, that contract may not protect you the way you need it to protect you because your business is unique. A lot of contracts are drafted to be generally applicable to all businesses, right? You want something custom, tailored. I always say, like, my husband puts on a suit, you know, and it's tailored and it fit and it look right and it's all cut. I'm like, ooh, he looks amazing, you know? And he also walks like he looks like he knows he looks amazing, right? Yeah. There's a different level of confidence. You talk to more people, you take more pictures, right? Versus just having a suit that he got off the rack that 10 other people could have fit, you know? So having that custom element just, it, it speaks to the uniqueness of your business more. It puts a different pep in your step when you understand what you have in your hands and you've taken the time to really learn and invest in that instrument because contracts are really, they not they may not be entertaining, right? But they're necessary. They are the, the crux, the foundation of our business. So uh, yeah, let's not act like we're just checking the box and let's not just download them for the sake of downloading them. Like really getting into those contract terms and making sure that they protect us, they protect our interests, and we understand what they say. Yeah, absolutely. So there's two things that really stood out. One, you have to read your contract. I have had negotiations with organizations mm -hmm. and have explained what I was, what I needed, my criteria. I would get the contract back and it would say opposite of what I requested not to. <laughs> So if had I not read it, mm -hmm. right, I would have signed in and, and agreed into something that I had explained in our discussion that yeah. that was not was something that I would provide or was willing to do in mm -hmm. my speaking role. So I think it's important, again, that, yes, I know it's a nuisance, but every single line should be read. Mm -hmm. um, because we're human. We make, we're going to make mistakes. Sometimes we can't remember every single thing, which is why yeah. it should be something that's collaborated. Now I've also been as a speaker where I've handed them my contract and they also gave me theirs. 
Um, and so it's actually okay to do that um, when you're working with people, but you also need to make sure that you have this reviewed by a lawyer, someone that is legally prepared to, so that you're not actually signing your content away, signing yes. intellectual property, which we'll talk about that on another op episode, but mm -hmm. those are also fundamental pieces that have to be a part of your contract. And the second thing that really stood out for me that you shared was about the templates. So mm -hmm. we actually have a template that we sell based mm -hmm. on my experience as a speaker right. and everything I felt like that should be in there that was never really in my contracts. Mm -hmm. However, one of the key things that we state is you have to consult with your own lawyer. Yes. Because the way I do business is totally different from how legal does business. Exactly. And when you have it custom tailored, you're in a place now that you can protect yourself, you could make money, you could lay your head at night and not be full of it, <laughs> right? Like it's just a whole different level when you show up in your business in a way that you're covered. But I also I also want you, you to let me know how you feel about this too and, and if you've heard this too. Mm -hmm. I, I have found that, and I've used to think this too, that hiring a lawyer was completely inaccessible for me. Ooh. I felt like I had to be at a certain level in business mm -hmm. to hire out someone to look at my contracts and to get the necessary help. Have you found that to be a barrier for some individuals who are looking for services to help build a foundation in their business? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it, it just, it gives them a reason to kind of wave it off because again, legal is looked at as, you know, not the sexy part, like marketing and content creation. It's just, you know, that background nitty gritty, but people definitely just, you know, oh, I don't need that yet. Or, you know, my business isn't making, you know, X amount of money yet. And that's with, you know, different types of legal services, like same thing, like with trademarks, right? So not just contracts or like forming an LLC, people say, oh, I need to be at this level of business before I do that. Or I need to make this much money before I do that. They don't see the value of the investment. And I think that, I think that number one, it goes back to education, right? So I always try to educate my clients on what they're investing in, how to use their contracts. So when they stop working with me, they feel empowered to, you know, use their contract because they understand the terms and the dynamics when dealing with their own clients. So I think people really need to be educated on what does, you know, section four or five mean in your contract? What does the confidentiality provision mean? How do you, you know, deal with the intellectual property part of this? What about payment terms? And, you know, all of those things people really need to know. And I feel like if they understood it, then they would value it and really dig into how does this apply to my business? How can I leverage this legal information, <clears throat> excuse me, to do better in my business, right? To have a more quality business. And when you get to that point, then you're like, yeah, it's a few thousand dollars to do X, Y, Z, but you know, I need to do this now because I understand how it applies to my business and the value it will bring, how it'll make things easier versus waiting until, you know, I'm making six figures where anything can happen. And now you're on the back end being reactive instead of proactive, which is a lot more expensive, not just with money, but time 
and energy. So I will also say that, you know, le legal services are relatively expensive. Like, especially if you're starting out in business, you're, you know, you're just getting started. You really want to get serious. If you're going to pick and choose between some things, you're probably going to go for the things that you can afford. Um, but I will say one thing to overcome that because legal services are expensive for a reason. They literally like they can make or break your business. Right. And so I don't think that they should necessarily be more affordable, which affordability is subjective. But I do think that we need to look to what resources we have, because just because you come to you know one attorney and it's X amount doesn't mean another attorney isn't doing it for a cheaper amount or doesn't have a cheaper package where you can you know level out the services. Some attorneys have payment plans, right? One thing that I do with the NASA law firm that is very um, untraditional with the larger law firms that I work at, I worked at is I bill based on flat fees, not hourly, because, you know, hourly is a traditional route. And if you're charging, you know, two, three, four, five hundred, nine hundred, a thousand an hour, like those things add up, right? They really add up and it just becomes difficult for you to access that those legal services that you need if you can't pay for it. So I do flat fees where you pay me one flat fee at the outset and we can actually focus on you getting your work done versus you, you know, checking the time and your budget, just being worried about money and me also checking your time and your budget saying like, okay, I can only do this amount of work for them, you know, but I can't do this amount because then I'm over that time or that budget that they gave me, right? Now no one is being helped. So that's one way. And another way I said, um, some attorneys do things in installments. And so we just put on, uh, we just brought on a firm through our payment processor where people can, you know, pay over time for legal services that they need. And so there are different ways that you can access those services. I'll even add that a lot of law schools have legal clinics for small businesses where you can go in and get help for either free or at a really reduced rate. So mm -hmm. where there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah. If you need it, like go find it. It's out there. And if you need help getting it, a closed mouth don't get fed. So ask an attorney, um, send me a DM. I'm more than happy to point you in the right direction. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I think, you know, when I if I was to lay out some of the key things that we should have when you're first starting out there speaking, you have to have a way to take in a payment. Mm -hmm. OK, you need to make sure that your business is legalized through the state that you live in, because mm -hmm. the moment that you step on any stage, virtual or in person, you're liable and nobody wants yeah. their home taken away, their car taken away or anything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that requires, too, to make sure you have the insurance, insurance in play. But then mm -hmm. you need your contracts, right? Yeah. You need contracts. Those are really, really <laughs> awesome. Awesome way to make sure you're protected as much as possible. And it's not something that can be really put off because it's such a vital aspect of the work that we do. So right. I love the suggestions and everything that you shared. And um, I know that Liku is an amazing resource for all of you. She's also got some other great resources on her website. Mm -hmm. So please let everyone know how they can contact you. And I'll let you take it away. 
Yes. So like you said, my website, www.anasalawfirm.com. That is A-N-A-S-A lawfirm.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active at Lawyer Liku. That is Lawyer L-I-K-U. Check out my lives. I always invite people to send me a DM so I can point you in the right direction. If you have questions, of course, it is legal information not legal advice. You already know what you need to do to get that legal advice, but I'm here as a resource and I really just want us to understand legal services so we know how to leverage it and we can really grow and scale our businesses and just step into that business owner that we strive to be. So I'm here, y'all. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Liku. Yes. Thank you for having me. This was great. Awesome. Bye. That was awesome, y'all. I really appreciated the conversation. I know that many of us are excited to share our message out there. We're ready to make an impact. We're ready to set people free with our story, with our journey. But the other side of speaking is the business side. And for us to really be able to get to establishing reoccurring income, we have to build a strong business foundation And one of those ways is through our contracts. So if you are in a position where you're ready to lock that down, get that secured, get everything reviewed, make sure you reach out to Liku and, of course, uh, any of the other resources that she has to share. If you're also ready to up-level your speaking career and refine your signature talk, as well as continue to build a stronger foundation for your speaker business, feel free Send me an email, DM, whatever you like. I'm here to help you. And I'll see you all in our next episode. Take care.